Blog Talk Radio. Already know it's the time again. The music box. The music box. Music box. Tanya Dallas Lewis. Well, hello. It's the music box, and guess what? I'm not Tanya Dallas Lewis. <laughs> no, I for real am not. This is Crystal P. Smith, your girl with what's going on. Yes, I'm setting in for your girl Tanya Dallas Lewis tonight on the music box. Thank you so much for joining me in her absence. Everybody give a silent shout-out for Tanya tonight. She's working, and so I'm filling in for her. And so, listen, you guys already know how I flow. I may come up with a country accent. I may come up with my downtown Julie Brown accent. I don't know. She said I could do whichever accent I want. So we're going to have some fun tonight. i got to put on my silly hat because tonight we have comedian Tanya Lewis. Yes. We have Tanya's everywhere today. It's raining Tanya's. Hallelujah, it's raining Tanya's. Okay, I'm not going to do that. But it's raining Tanya's tonight, and so we're going to give homage to the name Tanya tonight. I'm excited, but guess what? Tanya's not here tonight, but she left us a little gift. And so I'm going to grace you, uh, grace your ears with a little bit of Tanya Dallas Lewis. Work your faith. You ready? I'm ready. Do it. Yeah. Uh, 
crazy day well this is the place where you can unwind here on the music box that's right you're on the music box with crystal p smith standing in for my girl Tammy dallas lewis i'm so happy you joined us tonight we are going to have a little bit of fun i said that i was going to put on my funny hat but you know what i'm going to leave that to the professionals and that's what we have on the air with us tonight uh tanya lewis is going to join us in just a few minutes I want to make sure that everybody knows that Tanya Dallas Lewis' show is on the air. Not so much Tanya Dallas, but she is going to be with us hopefully later and grace us with her presence later on. Um, But tell everybody that the music box is on. Go ahead and tweet it for me right quick. If you follow me on Twitter, I don't think I tweeted yet. But Tanya Dallas Lewis did, (laughs) so go ahead and find her, tweet her, retweet it. Tell your friends, tell everybody that the music box is on the air right now and tune in and listen to uh, the guests we have for tonight. I'm excited for you because you know what? You are about to get your funny bone tickled and you might have to get a box of tissue. This woman of God has an awesome testimony that um, I, I can't even, I, I can't hold a candle to the power of God that works in our lives on a daily basis and to hear um, and actually read up on her testimony before um, the show tonight. Um, it just really blessed me, and I know that you'll be blessed as well. Um, so get your tissue out, get your laugh, uh, your funny bone ready. Um, don't drink any water. You know how we do. Can't drink water and hear something funny, and I can't drink water and hear anything sad either. Um, get your box of tissue, get ready. We're going to have an awesome time tonight. And I want to introduce to you my guest tonight, Tanya Lewis. Hello, Tanya. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Great, great. I'm glad that you are joining us tonight, and um, we're going to give honor to God, who is the head of our life, and uh, our um, <laughs> awesome Tiny Dallas Lewis in her absence. Um, and thank God that she was able to um, get us on the air and, and carry this torch for her tonight. Um, I would like for you to um, introduce yourself um, to the audience. I'm, I'm, 
I'm trying to leave the cliffhanger for them because it's oftentimes we we don't um, equate pain to to being funny, and you've done that in in a type of ministry that we all need. We need healing, and the Bible says that laughter is like medicine to the soul. So tell us about you, Tanya, who you are, and how in the world did you get called to the forefront to be funny? Um, first of all, um, thank you for having me here. It's truly a blessing. I love Tanya. You know, I, I never actually have met her in person, so I'm uh-huh. actually looking forward to meeting her this week. But oftentimes people be like, you're the singer. And I'll be like, yeah, that's me. And not realizing they were talking about her all this time. <laughs> and then I looked her, I saw her on Facebook, and I was like, hold up. They had me confused with her. And so it's like, all right. So people think I can sing a little bit, so I have to. Them, you don't have to pull so. something out, huh? <laughs> 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 he has a battle going on with me. We're supposed to do, like, this battle thing going on. But, um, oh, no. All, <laughs> yes. She thinks she can rap, so she got this little rap thing she's trying to battle me with. Oh, cool. But, um, I got to see this. I got to see it. Yes. Make sure that somebody videotapes it. I got to see Tanya rap. I got to. <laughs> uh, I, I would definitely videotape it for you. Um, but first and foremost, um, a servant, a child of God. That's who I am before anything, before I'm the comedian, before I'm the radio host, before I'm anything. Um, mm-hmm. How did I get into comedy? Whew, all my life, even in middle school, throughout school, taking the problems off of me and just making other people laugh so it can kind mm-hmm. of, like, take it off of me for real. So how I actually got started was I saw an advertisement to showcase your Christian talent. And mm-hmm. I was going to sign my daughter up, and I heard God just as clear say, tell him that you're going to be, that you're a Christian comedian. And I was like, so you have me lying. But I went ahead, I was obedient, and I responded, and I said, hey, I'm a Christian comedian. A few weeks later, I received a response back saying, I was looking for a um, Christian comedian. And I'm like, well, I'm one, I'm one. So I'm all excited and everything. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, you got me in this. What am I going to say? So I was wow. like, nervous. And then I realized, it was an email from somebody at my church. So I'm oh. really nervous at this point. I'm like, you know what? They're going to talk about me. They're going to say I ain't funny. I'm nervous. So God oh. gave me Fit for the Kingdom, which was my first show. And that is like the top show. People are calling requesting, can you do that Fit for the Kingdom show? So it talks about my journey and weight loss, talks about the struggle, how I gain weight, the process of losing weight. Um, joining the church and everything. He gave me this song I wrote. Wow. And so I did my first show. I got up there and I started off telling them, look, I'm used to telling jokes at IHOP, Denny's, Waffle House. This is my first time on stage. Um, so y'all let me know how this goes. And I did it and I got a standing ovation and I was like, you know what? I will never, ever get on stage again. I was so nervous. I booked my oh. second show that night. I booked the oh, second wow. show that night. And then that um, that night, I was like, I'll never, ever do this again. I booked my third show that night, and it's been going ever since. <laughs> so you God. got, you you answered, uh, you answered God. I think God just kind of threw a, a snuck up on you because a lot of people like you and people like myself, we get into this position of, you know, God is going to, you know, wants us to do something. But we never know what it is until we get on that moment, and he has to kind of like throw you in. Um, you know, you had hands-on training. You did your your training on the ground. You didn't go to boot camp. You just he just put you right there, 
and trains you and, and raised you up. So you are um, being funny. Now, have you always been funny, or is this something that you found that you could do to ease some of the pain that you were going through? Where did this funny bone start getting funny for you? I would say throughout throughout my whole life, everyone has always mm-hmm. said, you, um, you're funny, you need to do comedy. I've heard that my entire life. And I remember I attended a conference once, and it was a Live Your Dreams conference. And she said, post on Facebook, what's the one thing you think I'm good at? And everybody said, um, comedy, making us laugh. And so I told her, I said, if I get 50 responses, I threw it out there, a number, because I didn't think I would get it, then I'll go ahead and I'll pursue it and look into it. And I got like 130 comments coming, you need to do comedy. And I was like, what? Mm-mm. And I still thought it. I was like, no way. Because uh-huh. first of all, I don't like getting in front of people and talk. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to do this. So, wow. Wow. She got me. <laughs> she got and even you. now, I've been on the stage for almost three years. And even before I do a show now, it's like, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going out here. I'm still shocked at myself when people are like, what you do? Wow. Uh, and uh, people are texting me, they're like, you need to do comedy. I'm like, what? I'm actually living it out. So this is not the and plan that keeps I had. It's appreciation authentic. It really keeps the appreciation yeah. authentic when you have to, when you think, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I do that all the time, anytime, whatever type of venue I'm in. I just, I look at myself, I like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Again? I really? Okay, this will be the last <laughs> time I do it. I think we all go through that. But God and the anointing um, that he places on your life for what you do, once you get in it and you start doing it, you, you forget how much time you've done, you've killed doing it, you know, the people are enjoying it, and God is getting the glory out of it. And so I think that, um, you know, that's a big plus for all, all of us uh, scaredy cats, you know, to get out here and do it. But um, so did you get in trouble in school? Did, were you the class clown or no? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. And the thing is, I would sit there and I would make somebody else laugh, and then I would put on a straight face like I had nothing to do with it. And I still do that now. Like, people don't like sitting next to me at church sometimes because I'll say something. They'll just break down laughing. And I'm like, what are you all laughing? They're still trying to get me in trouble. I'm trying to worship, and I act like it wasn't even me. So, yeah, I would. I think we need healing in the church. Uh, We need it. We need comedians, and we need people to bring out the funny um, in our situations, in our daily life situations, because we're so, oh, we're so serious now, and everything is just so, oh, my goodness. And um, we go through so many types of warfare and so many types of battles in life, and, you know, everything is hard and rough and and um and we do we go through so many things that are painful um and we need you know people to show us that there's another side of life but you experienced the painful side as well um you have a book out called Re- uh, restored and it talks about your transformation from pain to to joy um what are uh, the things that were painful for you and how did you get out of it being the funny uh, person that you are? I would say um, some of the pain that I went through um, growing up in foster care, that was painful. Um, mm-hmm. That was experience within itself. So growing up, not having mm-hmm. parents there all the time, transitioning mm-hmm. back and forth between different places. There was actually a point in my life where I was actually homeless, a uh, point in my life where um, I was raped, got pregnant from that. Um, wow. So different transactions, yeah, getting married, mm-hmm. looking for love in the wrong places, um, in and out of homosexual relationships, different mm-hmm. relationships, 
um, being mm-hmm. married, getting a divorce, being a single parent, things like that. And in the midst of wow. it, God has always had me to make people laugh throughout all wow. the pain. And even in mm-hmm. telling my story, there's some parts mm-hmm. of it where God had me actually make it funny. So people would look mm-hmm. at it and they'd be like, what? Oh, my gosh. That happened. But then right. they'll laugh at some of the part, parts of it. So it's um, mm-hmm. you'll laugh, you'll cry. Mm-hmm. And people will look at me, and they'll read the book, and they'll look at my page like, I cannot believe it's you. You have endured mm-hmm. all this, and you're still able to make people laugh. And I can say it's nobody yeah. but God. Without a relationship with him, I would be balled up on the floor crying somewhere. So but he, even when Amen. he gave me anointing to laugh, I didn't understand what he really meant. And even laughing in a way, I didn't know what he was talking Amen. about. Until I actually wow. had endured the pain and still walk around, hey, smiling, but he will mm-hmm. give you joy in the midst of it all. So I thank God for that. Yeah, Amen. I I agree that joy does. Oh, I I I tell people a lot of times that uh, the the things that I've been through as well. Um, funny got me out of it, and I don't know um, how t- how many times you know we get into situations where um, the joy of the Lord will come, and all of a sudden you just you kind of see the situation different. You can't explain it. And not only see it different, you can see the hilarity in it, and and that's what rescues you. That what gets you. That's what gets you out. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is, is strengthens you. Um, and so here you are with this awesome story of um, betrayal. Um, I'm pretty sure that happened, and um, foster care, um, rape, molestation. You said homosexuality, um, uh, divorce. All of those roller coaster ride of emotions. How did you stay? Uh, how did you stay afloat? Uh, uh, were there was there a specific type of of humor that you, that, you know, my family says my humor's warped. So, <laughs> what type? What did you do? You tell yourself? Did you have an anecdote for the day? What what rest? What kind of things did you do to rest that rescued you out of that um, out of that cave of depression that you could have stayed in because of the things that happened to you? Pretty much, and I think it started at, at a young age. Um, taking care of my brother, I would always mm-hmm. tend to other people before myself, and I do that mm-hmm. now. So, like, inspiring and encouraging other people was kind of my way of taking it off of me, um, making them laugh, because if I can mm-hmm. get them to laugh, then they wouldn't focus their attention on me so much. So being wow. there for people, even now, I find myself, like, mm-hmm. volunteering for stuff, and I'll be like, hold up, hold up. Hold up, me here, you know, more time. Even though I still have stuff that's painful now, but I'm able to balance it like, okay, is this what God wants me to do versus me just hurry up and volunteering my time to do something? I will always do that, kind of help. Like a mother and kind of be nurturing. Those things that mm-hmm. where I didn't have, I try to be for other people, like the mother figure or mm-hmm. different things like that. So that really helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so you, you had to... You were you are old. Are you the oldest? Uh, how many siblings did you have to look out for? My brother. He's a year younger than me, and Aww. I tell him, I'm like, I raised, I raised you. <laughs> I tell him, I'm like, I raised you. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. He needed a mama, so you had to you had to fill in those shoes. Yes, he was the quiet one, and I was the one they knew not to mess with me. I wasn't a bully, but they just knew. And, and even they were right. like, you, you don't smile. I'm like, I do smile. Y'all just don't see me. But they just knew not to mess with me. So I was always the protective yeah. type. Right. I can see that because I, I, I'm hearing you talk, <laughs> and I, I can see that. Now, Tanya, tell us the first joke you ever told that 
you thought, I can't believe these people are really busting the gut over this on stage. What was the first joke that you told that really caused the laughter to come to your attention and say, wow, I think I might have something here? What was the first joke you told? I can't recall the first joke, but the first thing I said on stage was I shared about um, being single. Mm-hmm. I shared, um, so I could say, like, and I don't actually, people like tell me jokes, and I'm like, I don't think I tell jokes. I'm just talk, and I tell stories of stuff that actually happened or stuff that um, I've encountered, and it comes out in a funny way. So I can actually say it's a natural gift that God's given me. I have a book of, like, stuff I write down that's actually funny. But if somebody be like, mm-hmm. tell me a joke, we can sit here and talk, and stuff will come out funny. So I can definitely say it's anointing versus me here saying it like knock knock or something like that. It's, but I would say right. my first experience, um, my first joke was talking about single people because I'm single, and it's mm-hmm. different being single in the world and dating, being single and sold out for Christ. So mm-hmm. I had questions like, I mean, back in the day, like dating, it was kind of easy. I like you, you like me. Hey, we gonna hook up. And now and I was like, you know, we have marriage counseling and everything. And I got up to my third marriage counseling class, and my pastor asked me, um, where's your fiancé? And I was like, I'm here by faith. Where's your wife? And they was like, and everybody thought I was funny. And I was like, I was serious. Because <laughs> I never heard of marriage counseling. And so I shared my experiences of being married, about how my husband was cheap, and he would go buy me knockoff bags. So I would share all those experiences, and, but I think what people really like me for, and I got a lot of shows with women with self-esteem, is because I am a big girl, and I carry myself well, and I'm able to um, laugh at things that people draw attention to. Hey, I'm big. I recognize that. I'm beautiful. I love myself. And so I'm able to laugh at some of the things as far as um, going to the altar, getting dropped because nobody called me, sharing this whole weight loss journey. Like, I've been working. I've been walking this bridge for, like, 17 days. I'm like, I ain't even, I'm not skinny yet. So it's like a journey with yourself. So I'll share and talk about my weight loss. And even today, like, my pants were kind of rolling down. I was like, all right, all right, God, I see you. So I shared those. And um, growing up and stuff, I wasn't able to listen to a lot of um, secular music. So I rewrite mm-hmm. songs. And so God gave me this song, and I rewrote it. And it's like, people, can you sing that fat song? I was like, the song ain't called a fat song, but, hey, it worked. So I thank God. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm after everything. That's why people I call me. They be like, oh, my God. I find something funny in everything. I do, too. Put the lights on. We having a candlelight dinner. <laughs> The kids, you went, wait, 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 girl, you have, to, you have to take me back now. Wait, you went to marriage counseling. And you told the pastor you were there by faith? Yeah, I even purchased the, uh, I, look, I ain't even dating nobody. I purchased the um, marriage book. They have a book that you have to take before you get counseling. I went and purchased uh-huh. the book. <laughs> it is not a joke. I know guys, all that I've been through, like everything else has been restored. I'm not married yet. I'm not even dating nobody. That's not my first focus right now. But I know I'm going to get married. And I sat there and read that book. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. I've never heard anybody say that with the marriage counseling by face. I have gone to really blast you on Facebook for that one. I've never heard that in my life. But thank you so much. <laughs> For that, I needed to hear that one. That was hilarious. You, uh, <laughs> now what do you talk? I need you to talk to the self-esteem um, people, the low self-esteem people, because you know what? We go through, I was just talking about this to my daughter, and we go through this thing of 
you know, um, what is acceptable in terms of, you know, size and shape, what's healthy, what's not um, healthy. I believe um, the FDA and the medical profession are about to call obesity a disease, and and I'm and to me, I, I don't know if I don't know how I feel. I feel some kind of way about that because. Um, what we have said is, is obese a lot of times is not, in my opinion. Um, but now we're getting ready to face that. So here we are, you know, in a room full of women who now have to hear a doctor call them and diagnose them with a disease instead of, um, you know, it's just the way my body shaped today. <laughs> now we got to deal with now we have to deal with that being called a disease. How do you feel about that? And what would you say if the doctor said he was getting ready to diagnose you with the disease like that? What would you say to him? And it's funny you said that because I actually used to go to this doctor. He's Asian, and you know the Asian. Anybody over a hundred pounds is fat. So I don't care what I went to the doctor for. He was like, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. So I would go in there, and I'd be like, look, I have a cold. He'd be like, you need to lose weight. No matter what I went for, he always said I had to lose weight. So now, but um, that is something about that because I actually was reading an article about um, obesity and how millions of people, like for me, eating was a crutch for me. So versus mm-hmm. going out here and doing X, Y, and Z, I would sit at home and eat and eat and eat. And so for me, what made me start my weight loss journey, first of all, this lady, I got tired. I'm hopping out of planes, running to the airport. I ain't got time to be out of breath on stage. I know, out girl, of say that. <laughs> presentation is everything. I want them to hear what I got to say versus what, I, what I'm what i wearing or this might not be right. So for me, it was a kind of personal thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm no longer in that place where I was, so I can look to other things. I'll go work out versus going sitting there with some Popeyes, because that was my weakness right there, some Popeyes, my God. And oh, Lord. Yes, yeah. ma'am. And the jalapeno and pepper. I, oh, Lord, yes. Mm. Oh. So you about to okay, fall all right. all right, we're about to go back. Okay. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back. All right. I had this lady lady come up to me, and she was like, I saw you on stage in front of thousands of people. And I was joking. I said, was I skinny? She's like, you actually lost all your weight. She told me what I had on and everything. So I went and purchased this nice little dress. It's sitting in my closet like a size 8. I said, you know what, God? I received that. I'm going to wear that dress one day. My goodness. I know that's right. I'm going to wear that dress on top of my clothes. I know that's (laughs) <laughs> I, know, I know that's right. I'm thinking, hey, if you go to marriage counseling by faith, you can go you can go shop right. by faith too. You got some kind of faith. <laughs> we, I'm gonna put this on pause for one second. We're gonna take a little break and um when we come back I want you to talk about your book and everything that okay. you have coming up next and um and I'm looking forward to uh, you talking a little bit more about this book because I I'm okay. I'm floored at what you have been through and why life is so funny to you. I, I can understand it because okay. I've been through it. But I want you to talk about that pain and um, and one in particular. Um, I want you to talk about your homosexuality journey because that is one of the things that is hitting the church so hard right now. And people okay. don't think they can be delivered. And I got some guests that I invited that are going that need to hear your story. So I'm going to go to a break. We're going to pay a bill as my girl says. Tanya, you listening? I love you. And then we're going to come back and talk about she is. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. You're listening to my Auntie Tanya on the Music Box. It's my favorite show.
to Style with Trish, hosted by gospel recording artist Trish Stanley from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We will be discussing the latest trends as well as what's hot and what's not in fashion. Join us on Blog Talk Radio. That's www.blogtalkradio forward slash style with T-R-Y-S-H. Or you can listen in live by dialing 858-357-8498. Style with Trish, where the everyday woman reigns. Hey there, welcome back. Yes, that's Trish Stanley. We're going to hear from her later on. Her new single is out. And yes, that was Tanya Dallas Lewis's niece that said she likes to listen to her aunts on the music box. But no, I'm not Tanya Dallas Lewis. But welcome to the music box. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, what you heard um, <clears throat> before, uh, after we went on break, was Ronette Harrison, the Living God, and that girl. She's up in the. It's up in the up in the balconies. I said, shoot, she can sing. I kind of like that uh, high uh, voice. It's very hard for me to get there. As you can hear, my voice is very deep. I can go in the basement and I can really talk to you down here, but I can't go up there in the in the balcony and all of that. It's just too much for me. Um, but thank you so much. I'm not going to sing for you, but I got Tanya Lewis on tonight. She's a comedian that will help you laugh right through your pain. Are you still with me, Tanya? Uh-oh. I'm here. All right. right. Yes, we had a little delay and we had a little delay. Now, I don't now I don't know if Shaquita had prepared anything for you in the virtual green room. She probably just decided she wasn't going to work tonight. Um so I I hope you enjoyed the popcorn and the Snickers um that I left. And I did leave some fruit, so maybe you probably left the popcorn and the Snickers alone. But in virtual green room, I'm going to have to remember to put more healthy snacks in there. But she, she likes to put Kool-Aid in there and super mm-hmm. sweet tea, fat back and greens, fried chicken and stuff like that. And, you know, I can't eat all that stuff because, you know, I, I'm getting older in my in, in my years, and that stuff doesn't agree with me. So I hope you enjoyed the popcorn and, and at least the fruit. Did you eat the Snickers, did you? No. I hope my personal okay. trainer is not listening. <laughs> I had an apple. <laughs> Last time I was on the show, she fried some fish. And I was like, who's going to eat this? Tell me some more fried fish. I didn't we eat do have a little action. <laughs> yes, don't eat the Snickers. We do have a little action going on in the green room, but I love I loved the green room, and so I had to make sure that I set it up nice in Tanya's absence. But you are Tanya Lewis. Tanya Dallas Lewis is going to be with us shortly. But uh, before um, we wrap up your interview, I really want you to talk about that, um, what we talked about on the uh, on break. You know, how, how um, did you um, – what happened or what painful event happened that you ended up walking um, into the lifestyle of a homosexual and then what brought you out of it? And I, I want to commend you, first of all, for writing it because um, we have a lot of people in pain right now who are caught in that lifestyle and don't know how to get out. They don't think they can get out. They don't tell anyone because, you know, there's a stigma in the church of, you know, you're going to hell and you're never getting out um, and things like that, you know. So, And I know you experienced that. So tell, give us a a two-minute testimony. How did you get in it and how did you get out? I would say um, as a young child um, in and out of foster care, as well as a lot of things, seeing a lot of things, but I had my first experience in the eighth grade where um, I had a sleepover and the girl, I was exposed to it. 
So it kind of wow. led from there. Then growing up, not thinking anything wrong with it, had another encounter mm-hmm. in high school. Then there was a point mm-hmm. to where um, I, when I was homeless, I actually went to stay with a girl who was living a lifestyle I didn't know, and we ended up being in a relationship. So not dealing mm-hmm. with it then, um, thinking everything fine, getting hurt by different people, but not definitely not living a lifestyle because of the hurt from it. But going into my marriage, thinking, okay, nothing wrong, end up still being with women while I was married, and thinking, okay, nothing wrong. Then once I got a divorce, came completely out, dated women from 2003 to 2009. That was it. And uh, coming completely like, hey, I'm gay. No more shut in the closet. None of this, just completely out, exposing my kids to it and everything. So if you don't deal with the problem at hand and getting to the root of it, it's going to carry mm-hmm. on. That's why I recommend mm-hmm. before getting in any relationship, deal with the issues mm-hmm. at hand. So if you have a problem or struggle with anything, you have to get to the mm-hmm. root of it before you That's go right. on. Because if you don't get to the root of it, it'll come back up. Mm-hmm. It'll happen mm-hmm. again, slip up, fall ups, all that. So yeah. what happened for yeah. me was in 2009, I, did, I was at a bad state in state for 14 years, first of all. And that wow. lifestyle... I just mm-hmm. I had a um I got a marijuana habit. When I say habit, every day, all day. So I discovered that um I got that habit. I started mm-hmm. going out. I started like mm-hmm. becoming a completely different person. So mm-hmm. um I started going to church, and the first time I went to church, they was preaching on homosexuality. I'm like, here we go. And wow. so the people that actually led me to the church. It was, there was rumors going around like, oh, she's um, she's gay. And that hurt me mm-hmm. so bad that I was like, I'm never coming to this church again. And I eventually came back. And I had mm-hmm. the lady pull me to the side. She said, God is going to use you in a mighty way. And I was like, I didn't wow. understand what she was talking about at the point. But right. her love, the love that she showed me kept drawing me back. People, of course, you going to hell in the church. What made you do it? And I tell anybody, if you don't have a relationship with God, you do anything. Same reason people That's do good. X, Y, and Z. Heterosexual people, That's they good. do things. So mm-hmm. um, the love of Christ, that's what drove me back in. So I remember one day, mm-hmm. and you try to quit a lot of things on your own, but it, you actually have mm-hmm. to want to be free, first of all, mm-hmm. and you never know how mm-hmm. bound you are until you're free. So for me, mm-hmm. it was like, all right, God, I surrender. I keep hearing about this love and that you can deliver me from mm. it. Then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to surrender my will, and I'm going to go ahead and do your will. I had a living girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time. So it was like, I'm going to get out of this. And I got a living girlfriend. I got this lifestyle going on. I'm accustomed to this mm-hmm. certain thing. God, first of all, I tried going to church. I tried staying in my work. Still living a lifestyle. just keep going to church, being myself. Mm-hmm. So when they say that, you can't change yourself, just keep coming as you are. That's true. Just keep coming. And that word will get on the inside. And it's like all of a sudden, she come home and it's like, she ain't look the same to me no more. Like, wow. Who is this? I wake up and like, wow. Why is this woman here? So he like took that from me. He took the marijuana habit from me. Like, well, I tried to smoke and I started seeing like scriptures and stuff coming out, like having encounters with, <laughs> having encounters with God. So it's like, wow. <laughs> I'm seeing Moses and art and you know, all this. I'm like, man, this ain't like the same for me no more. So I, um, <laughs> so I, um, that experience and having to come clean and thinking, okay, um, I have this habit. How do I get rid of this? So I 
going to the doctor and they put me on medication and get it off. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to jail because this is illegal. And God, like, set me free from all that. I didn't have to do all that. Wow. I got free. And I and I joke people, I was like, God knew me and the plan that I had for myself. Like, I was going to go back to church right. when I got old. When I got old, that <laughs> was my plan. Because I was enjoying my son. I was like, I like this. And so yeah. um, he set me free from that. And with the book, I saw him tooth and nail on that. I got laid off from work. And I was like, I'm not writing a book. And somebody, I was on this prayer call, and it was like, somebody's going to write a book, and it's going to change the lives of others. And my friend was like, she's talking to you. And I was like, no, she's not. People going to talk about me. They're already talking about you. So, hey, get over it. And so I used not working as um, my excuse for not doing the book. And uh, you know what? I did I did the book cover. And then mm-hmm. I had I started writing a book and everything, a little here, a little there. And I was like, All right, the book is finished now and I cried the whole time. I was, I never realized the pain that I put on mm-hmm. other people. I never realized mm-hmm. the pain I caused my children with this lifestyle. I was just so caught up on myself and pleasing myself. I wasn't thinking about nobody else. And so wow. I went to church and this lady was like, I'm gonna edit your book. I'm not writing books. I ain't telling nobody I'm writing a book. So mm-hmm. she edited the book. And I'm like, wow, thank you, Jesus. Okay, she gave me this T-shirt, Restore, Joel 225, 226. Wow. I sold them T-shirts. I sold them T-shirts in like a week. And I'm like, uh. all right. So I done put it out here now that I got this book coming. So, of course, all right, I got to mm-hmm. keep on doing this. And then I mm-hmm. started paying this publisher. And God was like, that's not the publisher you'd use. So I went to this conference, and I met this lady. And she was like, she published books, but I didn't know it was her standing there. And I was, she was like, you're interested in publishing a book? I said, yeah, when I see the lady, I'll talk to her. I just can't sew into anybody. So the lady got up there and spoke and was telling her story, and God said, that's who's going to help publish your book. So she actually helped me publish my first book. And then when it wow. came time, I still wasn't working, but God was providing all my needs. I'm telling you, I was living better than I've ever lived um, for me working a job. So I got to wow. purchase a book. And my friend, she was like, girl, give me the price of the book, and I will put them on my credit card. And she purchased the book for me. And that's how I started doing the book. The book sold out. I started posting things about the book, started talking to people, started praying. And so that's how the whole thing came with the first book, Restored. And so the name of the book is called Restored. And yes. um, and they can get it on your website. Um, as yes, it, are there any other outlets? And are you on any other the, the book outlets, or they can only get it from your website? Um, from Amazon. Okay. And it's actually um, about to go, and we're actually working on it now to get it into Walmart, which is mm-hmm. a blessing because you won't see so many books in Walmart. And then actually, no, you don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually scripting it into a play right now, which is going to be released next year. Awesome, oh, awesome work. Tell us, yeah. the, give us your website address again. It's www.anointedtolaugh.com. Okay, and that's anointed, the number two, anointedtolaugh.com. Um, and yes. that is Restored by Tanya Lewis. Uh, and you have some, some things coming up. I believe you have a DVD or a CD coming out um, very yeah. soon. Is that correct? Tell me about I that. Have, I have four DVDs, actually. I have this, uh, John has given me this event called DMV's Got Talent, where um, others are able to come out and showcase the gifts that God has given them. So it's kind of like a mm-hmm. talent portion. And so I'm excited about that. So the That's um, awesome. next event is on Saturday, June 21st, 5354 Chef Road, and they can get that information on my website. 
as well. All right, DMV, that's the 21st. She's going to be live and in color. You can go to her website and get all of the information. How can we find you on Facebook and Twitter and all the social media, Instagram? I know you Instagram. Tell us how we can find yeah. you all the social media outlets. Social media on Twitter and Instagram is Anointed to Laugh. On Facebook, it is Christian Comedian Tanya Lewis. That's my fan page. And the comedian is C-O-M-E-D-I-E-N-N-E. It's the female comedian. So that's my fan page. And then they can friend request me on my regular page, which is Tanya Lewis. This is such an awesome. You have a powerful testimony, Tanya. Thank you for uh, for sharing that uh, with us. And, and there's so many other portions of your story as well. So you need to get the book if you really want to know all of Tanya's business because she put it out there. She put it in the pages. <laughs> I mean, I can relate. I can relate to writing and crying and crying and writing and stopping and writing and crying. And that's exactly how my first book came out as well. So I think thank you for going through the trenches and putting it on paper because a lot of people need to hear your story and your testimony. And then they need to go ahead and cry it all out. And then come and see you on stage, live and in color, and laugh it out. So thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you. I love your story. I love everything that you had to say tonight. It was an awesome um, time uh, with you. And you are funny. You you kind of you funny on a sneak tip. I see why people said, <laughs> you know, you just kind of make people laugh. <laughs> yeah, you catch them off guard, and then I notice you got a little sneakiness on you. So yeah, I know not to stand next to you in church ever. Um, <laughs> I know that you can pull something out of your back pocket and I wouldn't even see it coming so I don't want you to pull anything out on me I want you to make sure um, that when you see me you know just just know that um, I'm, I just I just know I to drink water and just kind of hold my own and leave you alone I appreciate you girl I really love you thank you so much for joining us we're going to take a little me. break and I'm going to come back with guess what y'all you get to hear my segment what's going on live again what? What? I'm going live with what's going on. I'll be right back after this small little number.
Now my British accent right now because I want to talk to you about what's going on on the music box and I'm standing in for Tony Dallas Lewis. She's on break right now and we want to send out loves and kisses to her and all of her fans that have been faithful to her listening to the show on tonight. Thank you so much. God bless you all. And yes, we're gonna get into it. What's going on? Did y'all like that? I love the accent. I could do. I could just be British. <laughs> Invite me to the doggone castle. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I hope that you guys appreciate what's going on segment tonight. I was going to talk about the ex, the, the ex-wives preachers, preachers of, no, ex-wives of preachers, or pastors' ex-wives, or some new reality shows coming out of the cracks and crevices of the reality uh, uh, network. But I, I didn't want to go there tonight. I may hit that next week. I don't know. But tonight I want to talk to you, all of you artists, all of you independent artists, um, who have used YouTube as a source uh, for getting your music out there, getting uh, being heard, and um, and understanding, um, you know, the ins and outs of, of of YouTube and how it has actually helped a lot of you um, gain uh, momentum in your ministry or your career, or whichever one of those names that, or titles that you use uh, for what you do. Um, and I don't mean that in a in a haphazard way or to give any less meaning to the call of on your life and your talent and your gift. Um, but YouTube um, is going to start doing some changes, and there is a U- new YouTube on the horizon. Uh, Forbes magazine, uh, Forbes.com, released an article by Hugh McIntyre, and um, he told us that YouTube was going to start deleting independent artists from its site, um, and it will. Uh, there is uh, a lot of speculation um, because, there, you know, the legal mumble-jumble has been misinterpreted and uh, things of that nature. But um, YouTube is going to revamp its website, and they're going to become a premium streaming website for videos. So um, you know, we don't see too many videos too much anymore um, the, the new stuff as much anymore. We, when I was coming up, we had MTV videos. We had uh, VH1, did nothing but videos. We have hours and hours and hours of nothing but videos, and that's how we would learn the new songs and how we'd learn what was going on. And then the church world got a hold to it, and so everybody that is in the in Christendom that has a Christian, a gospel music or a Christian music career, uh, Christian rappers all over the world uh, now have videos out there. And so uh, we got a problem now because YouTube is saying if you um, – there's a certain um, type, type of contract they're not going to offer – the major labels, the labels that are on the forefront, um, they're going to offer them different types of contracts, um, uh, and then the independent artists are not going to have uh, not going to have access to those same privileges. I don't want to get into a lot of legal mumble jumbo, but uh, it was pretty scary, and I was kind of heated about it. Um, and though they want to, um, they're looking for success. Uh, a lot of people are saying that YouTube is not going to, um, uh, this is not going to be good. Uh, the new YouTube is called Music Pass, and uh, that's it's a streaming uh, music service, which I thought was kind of strange because um, Google now owns YouTube, and they also own Google Play. Uh, so if you want to stream music such as like Pandora or um, for a monthly fee, you can also listen to any 
artists you want anytime, anywhere. You can go and find them, put them in a nice little playlist, listen to whatever you want for $9 a month, you know, just do that thing. Um, but now they're, they're screwing it up for the independent artists as well. And then digitalmusic.com also put out an article and said, hey, everybody, calm down. It's not as bad as you think. Um, what they're going to do is revamp the monetization, which means gaining, um, getting paid by ads or what have you, um, around um, our independent artists. And this is what uh, Digital Music News said. They said with the surrounding text, I take it to say we're blocking videos for monetization. When they platform, they meant content, saying that they're blocking videos from YouTube that doesn't make any logical sense to YouTube as a platform. One thing that they've noticed from working with them is that they tend to use a lot of insider language when trying to communicate with the masses. It's very confusing. And so it is. So monetization will be shut down from videos that contain music that has not been submitted to YouTube's music streaming service. And you have to submit your videos and your music to the streaming service. Otherwise, monetization will no longer be available to you, which means you can't make the money off the ads. I believe it's Sai who made $2 million. Y'all hear this? $2 million um, on Gangnam Style when he put that video on YouTube. He made $2 million from the ads alone on YouTube. He became a rich man. So uh, these things are going to cause a ruckus in, um, in the music industry, especially for independent artists. Um, please be on the lookout. We got people that have been sitting on gifts and talents to put up videos, uh, video websites that will give us uh, independent artists a platform to show everybody what we're working with. We don't have our own. And um, I understand that we want to hit mainstream because we have something important to say, but we don't have our own. So if you're listening to me, anybody in the independent artist industry, if you're listening to, to me by uh, archive or you listen to me live, hey, uh, get down on your knees and ask the Lord, hey, is it me? Am I the one that's supposed to put up this website and help the independent artists? This is one thing that I love about um, our host of the Music Box. She loves the independent artists, and she will definitely um, sound the alarm for you. We're going to do some more research on this and keep up with what's going on, and hopefully um, we'll be able to understand the legal mumbo-jumbo that YouTube is putting out, um, you know, around us and, and um, in front of us and dangling in front of us thinking that we don't use a dictionary. I use a dictionary. Do you use a dictionary? I use one. I'm missing my girl tonight. It's really, really, really strange being on the music box tonight without her. I love you, Tanya, and I hope that um, her work night is going as smooth as this night is. And guess what? We're going to wrap it up on the music box tonight. I am so glad that you stayed with me Thank you. You don't know me like that. <laughs> you only know me for my little two-minute segment on the music box, but you stayed with me and you enjoyed yourself. At least I hope you did. I enjoyed myself, and I am so grateful that you were able to uh, tune into the music box. So guess what? This is a wrap, and um, I can't find the shout-out time. Diddy, uh, she told me where it was. I can't find it. Um, I can't see it. Uh, but I do want to give a shout-out. I only want to do one shout-out. No, actually, I'm going to do two. I'm going to do two. Two shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to all of you listeners, every last one of you, those of you that stick by the Music Box side. Um, there's so many wonderful things that happen on the Music Box, so thank you for being a faithful listener. Shout-out to you. And the last shout-out goes out to Hugh. Hugh. My girl, Tanya Dallas-Lewis, what a wonderful woman uh, she is. She's 
full of life, always bubbly. I've never heard her sound down and out at all. Even when we talk on the phone and chit-chat and catch up, she's always bubbly and full of life, and she loves life. So I want to give a special shout-out to her, to Tanya Devils-Lewis and the Music Box. Thank you for having me on tonight. We're going to wrap up and close out with Trish Stanley. she got a new jam out, you guys. Yes. And it is a jam. And I told you, you cannot play Trish Stanley's music and drive on the highway in the third lane because you will find your foot on the gas. And this hurt. And Carlton C. Dub Whitfield, it's their fault. They put stuff together and they get it together. And you have to put your foot on the gas. You just never be the same again. I love the two duo that they have, uh, the duo um, type of chemistry they have together when they get in the studio. They always produce such great music. So shout out to you, C-Dub. I know you can hear me. I know you hear me. And this is Trish Stanley. My God, this is her new cut. And thank you so much. Join us next week live on the Music Box with Tanya Dallas-Lewis. Love you. Mwah. God of the sea, you're the ruler of all nations and all humanity, the ultimate power, creator of all, there is nobody like you, Lord, you're the first and the last, the future and the past, you're the God of all eternity, you're the everlasting Father, the heir of all things, you are full of endless possibilities. You are the air that I breathe. Everything that is good comes from you.
nobody like you. Clap your hands. There's nobody like you. 